0: And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off Guard. I'm your host, Pasha, and joining me, my guy, Austin Rivers. Austin, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up?
0: I'm back and I'm better.
1: How you... to <laughs> Tiller in the morning? No, okay. What's going on? I feel on, good, man? man. I feel good.
0: Um, you know, fresh off of, you know, no entertainment last night. No, no basketball's going on. No football's going on. It's officially... Like the dry season in the sports world.
1: You just have to pick a baseball team and roll with it.
0: I can't do it. I can't get into it. I can get into like the World Series a little bit. I just can't watch baseball. I go to a game, yeah. and like do the whole beer and hot dog experience, and like sit out there and like get some good seats and you can enjoy baseball that way. But like watching it on TV, is, it's 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 tough, man. It's, it's impossible. Yeah,
1: me. but it's crazy because next week's the draft. So do you have that? Then right after, I think a week or two after that summer league, there's always kind of something going on. I feel like basketball never stops. It's You're not a like big draft
0: guy,
1: huge draft guy. You love it. We'll talk about that later, but okay. we'll, we'll get to that later. But listen, I checked you out on Ryan Rosillo's podcast. I thought you did a crazy good job.
0: Well, I appreciate that. It's always uh, it know, sucks
1: to see someone bring out the best in you. <laughs> and it wasn't me. <laughs> gracious.
0: Don't say that. No, we have a, we got a good thing going here. But no, it was it was fun getting on that uh, getting on the pod. Um, pretty much talked Nuggets. Most of the time, or at least my segment was uh, playing with them for a couple of years, just giving them a little insight. Um, So was it hard for me to watch them win?
1: No. Everyone? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Do you think it was hard for you, harder for you or Bones Highland?
0: I think it was harder for guys like Monte Morris and guys like Will Barton. They were there for six, seven years. And then the year they leave, they won a championship. Yeah. That, that that's you know, I was there for a year and a half, man. You know what yeah. I mean? I was a guy that they brought in because Jamal Murray was hurt. So I was kind of just like a band-aid to kind of relieve and like help them kind of get to the playoffs and compete, which we did. We we beat the we were essentially like the team that like broke up the Blazers. Yeah. Um and uh we didn't have Jamal Murray. You know what I mean? And I think one of those series you didn't even have Michael. So I never got the full experience, but You know, I got to be a part of that team. And you could see that they were coming. It was just a matter of when Jamal would get back and how healthy he would be. No one knew how good he would be. And seeing him play throughout the playoffs and the finals, I knew after the first round of playing against them and seeing how good he looked that that team was going to win just because Jamal just adds such a, Dyna- different dynamic uh than the previous years where you could really like load up on yoke and figure out different ways of going about guarding the other guys jamal's just opened up the whole floor it's even an open up for nicola nicola doesn't have to be the guy to score 30 every night jamal can do that Um uh, and he could you know nicola could still dominate the game in different ways i mean i don't know if this team's a dynasty i said that yesterday um but they're going to be competitive the next couple of years. I don't see this team being like a...
1: What do you think about Mike Malone's comments after the game where he said, we're not just satisfied with one?
0: I mean, I think that's what he's been able to do as a coach is motivate to a certain extent, you know, and also think there is a rush and a high. I would imagine winning at the level of winning a championship. I've never won a championship, but um, anytime you win big games, you know, after you're like, and here's the thing: we can, you know, we're better than everyone. We're the yeah. best in the world. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of a rush there. It could be a little bit, you know. I, who am I to say that? Well,
1: I, well, Pat Riley on the Lakers in the '80s did it in the parade, where he's, you know, kind of predicted another one. He did it in the press conference right after the game. Which can we can we just enjoy this one right now? Where <laughs> are you yeah, looking towards yeah, the next yeah. one? Live in the moment I, uh, a little bit there.
0: Are they going to win more than one? Is it possible? Yes, they're going to have most of their team back next oh, year. Oh, I mean, they're the definitely
1: favorites for next year.
0: They're, yeah, they're going to be you know a really good team. Do I think they're like just a clear runaway dominant team like the Warriors and these other teams were? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I think they're a really good team. I think they have the best basketball player in the in the, in the world right now. Their team, they have good pieces around them. I think the Nuggets are going to be in content next year to uh you know win a championship. Yeah, you know, I think they're definitely going to be a competitive team. But I even think next year, like being like a clear head, like just run away. No, man. Yeah. It was a weird year this year, man, in the West. Very weird. You know what I mean? A lot of teams didn't have their ducks in a row. You know, this summer, let's see what shakes up. Let's see who goes where. Let's see who lands where. Let's see who's healthy next year. Who has a better run. There's a lot of, you know, the Warriors had a weird year after being dominant. They just totally took like four steps back. A lot of it was mental. Well,
1: the Warriors have a lot of decisions to make.
0: That's my point. Yeah. But that's a lot of teams. We we were fully, first off, we took them to five games, which isn't saying much, but we beat them. One of the few teams that beat them. A lot of other teams didn't. And we didn't even have two of our key players. We didn't have Nas yeah. or Jaden. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of teams that were like, if you really look at the route that they went, the Lakers were just getting their rhythm together. They're probably going to make changes and upgrade in a lot of different ways. Obviously, we know the Warriors are going to reload in ways, whether it's with the same cast, but in a different mindset. I, I don't know. But, it was a weird year. Uh, in the I West. do
1: feel like you guys did enough, the Timberwolves. Um, that it's, you know, the guys were out. They showed enough potential where I think they they are going to run it back. The Timberwolves and probably feel good about it next year. You think you like you said last pod Anthony Edwards? You think next year will be the best shooting guard in the NBA?
0: I think he has a chance to be yes. Right.
1: So you know if he makes that progression, you have a healthy Jaden McDaniel's. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they can get back Nas Reed. He's gonna be. Well, that's
0: the question is Nas, and then there's questions around, you know, the Rudy and Carl dynamic.
1: Yeah. Back to the Nuggets, do you, so how'd you feel about the way they reacted? And we'll get into the kind of the sloppy game five that, you know, both teams played bad.
0: Yeah, it was a nasty game.
1: Um, How'd you feel about the way they reacted? To winning that title,
0: I liked everyone but Jokic's reaction. I I, I don't I don't like ro- Jokic's reaction. I know that's who he is, but like it's just like bad for the game in my opinion. I, it sounds bad to say that, but like there's just like no passion or 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 like there was more passion from his brothers. His brothers were crying and kissing each other and jumping up and down. Like Jokic was like, I can get to go home. It's like bro, like you know you went from anything is possible, Kevin Garnett and. You know, LeBron James kneeling and crying and Steph Curry running around, you know, hugging his mom and his his kids, like they put Jokic up there and he's like, you know, when's the parade? Oh my God, I gotta go home. You know, what I mean it's just like but that's what happens when you have a guy who doesn't have or doesn't want or get the culture over here and doesn't really understand. That's the ironic thing about Jokic. It's just the interesting thing about him. It's like Well,
1: Dirk was very emotional when he won.
0: No, I know, but like that's what I'm saying. Jokic is just like a whole different dude, man. This guy just wants to like race horses and be home and the only basketball he watches is Euro basketball. Yeah, he doesn't like go home and watch, like during the season. He's not a guy that's going to sit on his couch and watch League Pass. He will sit on his couch, grab his phone or his laptop, and stream Euro basketball. Right. You know what I mean? He's and, like, and
1: yeah. Luca admitted
0: that he does that too. Yeah. It's just like you know. It's just not. His, this isn't his world over here. And I saw a couple of overseas guys talk about uh, Nikola Jokic. You know, like the way he feels is how every American. Player feels playing overseas, even if they're in a really good city. They're playing for Barcelona or Athens or in Greece or something like a really nice, you know, popular city. Even after six, seven, eight months of being there, they're like, "Yo, I want to go home." For sure, yeah. you know what I mean. And I think that's where Nicola <clears throat> has the right to feel that way. Um, I just thought it was like weird, just because like it made the the championship just seem so like, uh You know, like winning it was just like, eh, they won. When, like winning a championship is a huge deal man it's a big thing only one team wins every year you know and this team won they're the champions yeah. and uh kind of watered it down a little bit
1: but you know uh I, fucking, Kai Saison, I hated it and i was with you and i was so pissed about the way he was reacting i was furious and i just got more mad after you know he was talking more about listen us growing up you remember you know every michael jordan championship how emotional he was even after number five number six he was celebrating more than jokic's first like you would think at that point you know michael jordan or lebron kobe after winning a few do you remember kobe when he beat the magic yeah he got his fourth title jumping up and down you know fist pumping and all that like the, it makes it makes a championship seem important and that's overall better for the game when jokic acts like it's a regular season game that he just won it's it's obviously bad for the league because we're supposed to buy into the fact that this is a really big deal. Yeah. And him saying, Oh, when's the parade? Blah, blah, blah. Bro, people in Denver have been winning this parade their whole lifetime. They've been in yeah. their lifetime for this. They're thirsty for this parade. And he's like, Oh, no, no, I can't. No, no I gotta go home. It's like, come on, man. It, it's just, I think it's a It's a weird message to send. I don't think it was intentional. It's just who he is. No, no, I agree. I, in, that is who he is. But come on, man. Can you at least, like maybe, like, hold it in a yeah, little like bit? Yeah, like, fake
0: it. Yeah, yeah, something. It's something, the first yeah, time
1: yeah. they've named the finals MVP the Bill Russell Award after he passed. And you said you forgot it in the equipment manager's locker room, like, like room. like. That, that's fucking disrespectful. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, all right, am, I, am I being dramatic?
0: No, no, no. I I <laughs> I, I, I see what you're saying. It, it also sets a precedent for the for the for the fans. Now, like when winning, they're like, ah, whatever. You won one, but like, bro, winning one is just that's that. I've been in the league for eleven years. I've never been to the final. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like winning a championship, I, I would start crying. It'd, right. it'd be an incredible achievement to be a part of. Uh, he's just a different breed, man. Like Jokic is just like no. this is who he is. That's part of what makes him great. Is he's so bought into winning and like none of the individual stuff the bill russell award the mvp is that like, he really doesn't care I, I bet his mvp trophy right now is in a horse stable somewhere you know right. I, I don't even know like it, 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 that's just like who the guy is
1: yeah but then so next year as a casual fan do you want me to root for the guy that doesn't care if he wins or do you want me to root for the guy that it would mean everything to him if they won the title i mean i'm just saying that's that's as a, as a casual fan that's what they're gonna be thinking yeah i don't i don't want to get like too dramatic about it obviously and like be this guy that's like whining from the sideline that right. touched the basketball, but it, I thought it was I, as if you don't want people to buy into the fact that this is a big deal. You don't watch baseball. You just said that, but you'll watch the World Series and stuff because at the end you want to see a team win and go through that emotion. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the reason. But I, I the think drag. other
0: guys. Are, I mean, first thing Jamal did is start crying. 100. percent. You know, Aaron. Aaron Gordon was classically running through the streets in his game shorts it might have been the craziest thing I've ever seen after a change, I
1: love that. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm talking ne- about. I've never
0: seen anybody do that before. I talked to him yesterday about it. He said he was going off just a, uh, an emotional high. He didn't even know yeah. what he was doing.
1: And by the way, the the day before, a fellow Serbian, Novak Djokovic, won his 23rd Grand Slam. And he reacted in his 23rd Grand Slam. And there's four of those a year. He reacted more emotional than this guy winning his first title. It's There's one every year given out. And this guy, you know what I mean? And he was more, in, they're from the same country. So I don't know if you want to say it's a cultural thing.
0: No, it's not a cultural thing. It's just, I think it's just a personal thing. It's just, you know, Jokic is really just built like that in a way where like emotionally and what he gives, you know, publicly to the game, I don't think people really see it. I, I would like to see how he felt probably with his brothers out that night drinking. If there's a camera of them, they're emotional. I guarantee you there was.
1: I like, I like the way when he was throwing Jamal Murray in the pool or whatever. That's yeah, then, I thought and, it was the most you and got. And then he, his brothers were,
0: you know, throwing around Malone alone like a kid, just throwing him up and down in the air. That yeah, was... we, got, we
1: definitely got some viral, like yeah. you
0: said, Aaron Gordon. We got those viral... Yeah, 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 we got it.
1: We got those moments where 10 years from now we can remember when the Nuggets won, the things that happened. And obviously, listen, Jokic is the best player in the NBA. I don't know if we've ever seen a big man like him. We don't know. When it's all said and done, he's going to be top, who knows. I'm not taking anything away from his game. He's unbelievable. Man, you just want, as a f- person that loves basketball, you just want someone to make it seem like winning a championship is a big deal because it is right. There's guys like Charles Barkley who played their whole career at Carmel and they never got one. They would do anything for one. And this guy won one and acted like he, you know, won in a fucking intramural basketball game. Like
0: it's crazy. <laughs> I can see now this has been getting under your skin since it happened. <laughs> I, I remember hearing you as he was on camera.
1: Look at this. What's going on? <laughs> I just remember
0: you in the background, just going crazy about this. I'm like, this yeah, it, it did bother me.
1: Because you. even if you're the team that you don't, aren't rooting for as a fan wins the championship you at least get those moments like even when Kawhi won with the Spurs and the Raptors like you remember him like oh wow look he's like he's excited like, yeah. you never get that Yeah, yeah. if Kawhi can do it Jokic you could do it man this guy walked around shaking people's hands like he was at a funeral it was nuts the way he was acting after they won but that, that, there was a good point that was made maybe he you know they were up 3-1 they knew they were gonna win maybe it kind of took away from the drama it wasn't 2016 game 7 you know LeBron you know, winning right at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they yeah. didn't know they were going to win until the last second. But yeah, so you t- you talked to Aaron Gordon. He was out in the streets. Is, is he still wearing the game shorts? <laughs> the, uh, top uh, uh, the
0: word has it. He's still in the game shorts. <laughs> they say you wear those things for three days straight. That's crazy he needs to wash them and then like wear them again to the parade with no shirt on. That would just be insane.
1: People And then eventually they're going to be auctioned off for hundreds of thousands. Of yeah, dollars. Right 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 right. Those are the shorts. Yeah. Nah. Uh, I thought that was really
0: cool. It's was, it was unfortunate what happened that night. There's like a shooting I think down the street that kind of yeah. like killed everybody's vibe. I think everybody ended up uh no one got hurt, obviously thank god, but uh, everybody ended up or people did get hurt but nobody died. Um and that I think everybody like all the players were like ordered to go home or like, you know, whatever whatever, but the segment of Aaron running through the streets with no security, just with a mob of people behind him holding a fucking trophy out there. Like someone can't just grab it. It was insane to me. I love, I loved it though. (laughs) So Aaron, you know, so, uh, but uh, yeah, they're all happy, man. I talked to Michael yesterday, uh, you know, MPJ, man, he's like still trying to grasp that he won one. He's like, bro, I can't believe like I'm a champion. He's like, you know, I, I, I got a ring, you know what I mean? It's just,
1: and everywhere you go after that, people refer to you for the rest no, of your you're life. No, you're a champion, yeah. All you have do is win once. You go on a talk show and uh, when you're 60, they're like, oh, man, and there's NBA champion Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It no, just goes with you wherever. It
0: solidifies you. Yeah. It definitely validates you in so many different ways as right. a winner, you know? Um, so super happy for those guys, man. Well-deserving. They had a hell of a team. Uh, I do think they got a competitive team over the next year,'s like I stated, I don't think it's like a clear cut winner. I, I think this year a lot of things happen next year they someone could easily beat them yeah. in like a, a, in a in a playoff series, but right. they're they're a really good team, and they're gonna be for a while
1: on the heat side of things, crazy run like if you're the heat, you're upset that night
0: I'm the heat, I'm shaking things up though,
1: no no, no, what I'm saying I, I, the night you lost, you're a lot of you're upset, you're emotional. I think they wake up the next day, and they're like,
0: oh no, 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 yeah, what what where yeah, yeah. the
1: eight seed? they
0: almost won too. yeah. Like, their run was so spectacular and so off-guard. Oh, <laughs> you like what I did there? No, that was very nice. Um, caught everybody off-guard. That The fact is, like, they already, like, won. Like, the Struess and these guys get to walk around. Like, Caleb Martin walks around the summer with his chest out. Yeah. You know how it is. The guys have a good year, and then they pull up to Summer League, and they're walking through, and everybody's like, oh, well, there he is. <laughs> you yeah, know absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. They get to have that moment, because they had a hell of a run, especially Martin more so. Struce was uh he was tough in the play uh, in, the, in the playoffs and in the, in the finals it was hard to watch
1: right even jimmy who was you know fading towards the finals but the fourth quarter when he went on that little i think it was 13 straight points went on that run That you know it ended in a way that kind of reminded us that this guy's you know he's pretty he's 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 when, he, when, he, when the going gets tough he steps up
0: no he does man jimmy yeah. was spectacular all playoffs he wasn't consistent um I, you know i would have liked his aggressiveness especially in this last series to be like double of what it was for yeah. him um it just seemed like there were so many moments during the game where like he just wasn't just assertive and he wasn't really like going for it i would have rather had him shoot 30 shots yeah he
1: was distributing a game lot five. in the second half It's like
0: bro you you're not playing hero because yeah. he wasn't really like 100% back yet you know struce hadn't hit a shot Pretty much the whole series, he's kind of been struggling a little bit. You know, Duncan Robinson wasn't able to get, you know, loose that game. Caleb Martin wasn't having his usual series. Like the series was just calling for him. Bam was great, fantastic. And even Bam had games where he had like 22, 23 points off 20 shots, but the fucker was going for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just being aggressive. I, I would have liked to see Jimmy like really just go out guns blazing yeah. last game. You know, it's you're down three one, you're in Denver, you're losing. You know, and he did like those last three, four minutes, you could see he was kind of like, fuck it. And he started hoisting some shots. I mean, a couple go in and the next thing you know, your mindset changes as a, as a basketball player, man, especially an NBA player, you hit one shot and your whole dynamic changes. You know what I mean? And I just felt like the more shots he would have, sh- you know, put up there, the more opportunity it would have get for him to get going. And I would have liked him to shoot like 30 shots. I would have liked him to just empty his clip right before win or lose, go out blazing, man. Uh, I, I didn't really like his aggressiveness the last game or, really throughout the whole series. Um, You know, the last really good game we saw from him really was game uh, seven with with Boston, where he had like 27 or 28. And again, he shot like 24, 25 times that game. I like seeing it. They got nobody else other than you and Bam. You know, all the other guys are role players who uh, are able to score, but they're not role players that can like score for themselves. There's a lot of role players but can like get in their bag one-on-one still. Like the makeup that they have currently are a lot of shooters. Or like straight line drive guys, so they needed guys to like create shots. And I think Jimmy had a tough time being caught doing both. Right. You know, what I mean, he has to set up all those guys as well as score. Yeah. Um, but when the shots aren't falling for those dudes, I would have liked him to just really kind
1: of. It's tough too because if he's shooting a lot and missing, there he's there. You know, then he's selfish. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, then then yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. So then he's trying to get everyone else involved. He knows if everyone else gets going, he gets Struce going and Duncan Robinson going, then the team will do better. So it's yeah, he does have to balance both of those. Yeah. But he also is such a perfect candidate for a guy. That you could bring in a guy to the, up to the heat and we'll get into a guy like Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard or somebody that could be on the move this summer. You could bring in a guy like that. And it would be a seamless fit with Jimmy because I think he could play alongside any, you know what I mean? You I mean, could put
0: any star next to Jimmy because he's not a shot heavy guy. Yeah. He's not a shot hungry guy. And right. the regular season is, is as far as that concerns and putting up numbers, he could give a shit. Jimmy doesn't really even like turn it on fully until the playoffs. Right. So yeah, a star would love to go there. Uh, That's why I'm trying to tell you, I think Miami's in a great position. First off, everyone's moving to Miami, even outside of basketball. People are moving to Miami. Everyone's moved down there. People are getting out of Los Angeles. It's dangerous. Uh, There's a lot of things going on. And I love LA, but like, my God, has that city changed over the past three, four years? Um, And a lot of people are moving down south. Orlando, Tampa, shout out to Orlando. (laughs) Tampa, and especially, obviously, our biggest city, Miami. Um, And the culture there in Miami, heat. It is just uh, consistent. Pat Riley, you know, runs a well-oiled machine. You know, Spolstra, one of the better coaches in basketball. Um, they got a lot of good role players on that team. You have some star power with Jimmy and Bam, but you got a lot of assets and pieces that you could probably move for like another really good player, and then you fill in the team after that. Right. You can always fill in the team. There's a lot of players out there. So, and it
1: seems like it seems, <laughs> and it seems I'm pl- like I'm just pl- <laughs> plugging all day, man. It seems like if you're a guy, you know, if you're a basketball player, you can go to Miami and they'll bring the best out of you. You can have your best season there. Bro, they literally, that's what they do. They did it to Dion Waiters. It, it,
0: it. <laughs> well, don't do that. Dion could hoop.
1: No, no. What I'm saying is they get the best year out of you, though. You play your best ball with Miami. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you They bring out the best in people. I thought
0: you should, I thought throwing a shot of champ
1: cheese <laughs> i'm not going at Dion waiters jeez i uh i've been compared to deon waiters and pick up basketball okay I, I am, yeah. i'm yeah i'm Dion waiters i'm not a fan but whatever sure he's good
0: yeah <laughs> uh
1: i'm saying they bring out the best in players though
0: yeah they um they have a little like spurs-esque warriors-esque you either go there and fit in or you don't but if you do fit in you you end up having like your best years there or like they make you look good. Every player that goes to the Warriors looks really good.
1: Yeah. Well, if if you're if there's a certain DiVincenzo level, of-
0: last year for the Kings was like, what the hell are we watching? And then he goes to the Warriors this year and is out here like firing and making threes and cutting to the basket. And again, that didn't lead to them having a good season. But he was, Devin was pretty damn solid for the Warriors all season.
1: Yeah. So you think Miami is primed to maybe add another star? Yes,
0: I think Miami is a perfect team and to to look at. First of all, I think any star would want to live there. Just, I mean, who doesn't want to live in Miami? So they have all the elements. They have everything. They have everything. They check all the boxes. They have everything that LA has without state tax yeah, <laughs> and without drama. Because right. playing for the Lakers, as great as it is, comes with a whole different side of things. Yeah. And the Heat have just like this culture of just like, bro, they float on the water, man. And then they just end up like right there. It's just, yeah, I, I, it's definitely an attractive for a lot of players to want to play for sports. So Messi
1: could have went anywhere. He went to Miami. Tom Brady could have went anywhere. He went to Tampa. What do you think? What do you say? What does that say about Florida?
0: It says we're on the rise. It yeah. says that Orlando's next. <laughs> no. It says I, that Orlando's next, man. Shout out to the yo. Could uh, you imagine
1: if when Orlando it when Orlando wins a title, the parade that's gonna oh happen in Orlando? Crap.
0: We'll do it right. We'll show people how you how you're supposed to react. I'll we'll tell you that. <laughs> I think this parade is gonna be cool today in Denver? Watch watch what happens when Orlando wins one. We'll show you how it's gonna be.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Hopefully. Even yeah. if I'm
0: not a part of it, I'm gonna be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna host a little after hours. I'll still be there. I'll be in one of the crowd holding a banner up. Something.
1: Uh, so my buddy Chandler texted me and asked me the other day or yesterday, is Jimmy Butler a Hall of Famer? Yes. Is
0: it automatic for you? Yes, year? yes. Just for the fact that he was able to will his team to the finals twice.
1: Yeah, he's Multi- been the best player on two finals teams.
0: Both both times, he's the best player in the team. Multi All Star,
1: six time All Star, five time All NBA.
0: Yeah, he's. It's not even up for debate. He's absolutely Hall of Fame. Okay,
1: you want to name some names of the guys who are in the Hall of Fame? Like I, I mean, listen, I, you you can use a guy like you know a shooting guard like Mitch Richmond, who's in the Hall of Fame. He won a title at the, at the end of his career with the Lakers, but. You know, I think he's like a six-time All Star. Like the you stack people up with people that are in the Hall of Fame. Chris, Chris Webber's in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Chris, I, I think well deserved. No, no, no. Well, he Dennis, is. Dennis Rodman, two-time All Star. You know, like he got in there. Like it starts you, the you, the criteria obviously starts getting tweaked. Draymond will be in there. Out the, for sure, his okay, his okay. resume is unbelievable. So
0: Jimmy Butler is going to be in there.
1: Yeah, but Draymond's resume is crazier. Is it it's crazier? It depends on what you're looking for. You're looking. We're talking about the best guy on two Finals teams versus. The third or fourth best guy on multiple title teams it's never been the third yeah in 2015 draymond was the third best player on the warriors
0: yes that that team yeah
1: oh that's all you need <laughs> there it is
0: i mean yeah he's playing
1: <sighs> well are we doing a J- jimmy butler versus draymond conversation
0: right now No, i'm just saying like if, if Dray- draymond is a hall of famer which i agree by the way I-, I think he's absolutely so jimmy butler's in the hall of fame that's all i'm saying
1: and we've talked about opportunity in this podcast a million times. Dr- Draymond Green just was he was in a great opportunity. No, he right right
0: place, right time, right fit, right situation. Perfect situation for who he is in his game. You know, David Lee goes down, he steps in, he does things for like but his game just was tailored. It was perfect for
1: Draymond, perfect for the Warriors. Perfect for
0: Steph, perfect for Clay. Yes. Yeah, it happens that way. Some guys get lucky that way. And and then you give him credit, he capitalized on it. But I think if uh uh for throwing him in the conversation automatic hall of fame Then like there's no way you just look at jimmy Butler like hmm, let me think about it no
1: man um so if you're the warriors what, what do you what's the decision with dream on this summer
0: i think if you have plans on continuing to win if you want to compete or you're trying to like rebuild
1: at that so price? two different
0: questions at that price i don't know i don't know if you throw them a max maybe you throw throw like a two-year deal three-year deal heavy some heavy change give them like yeah. 25 a year you can go three or 75 three years 30 yeah. Kyle Lowry is just making that. You know, Draymond, as far as I'm concerned, does more for his team than Kyle does for the Heat. I think we can all agree on that. You could, you could throw Draymond at three years ninety, three years eighty two, three years eighty something, and probably he'll be fine. And they'll be in contention for championship. He's making thirty million dollars, $26, dollars, which he's making right now. He's making like twenty seven or twenty eight or something like that. Like, I don't think that's out of range for him. Yeah. For how important he, if they want to win or if they're like trying to win, you have to sign Draymond back. That team have you without Draymond? They're like a. It's it's weird out there. It's like Steph and Clay like trying to hoist up. Bro, no, you need Draymond to win. If they want to win a championship, you have to sign Draymond back. Yeah, it, you just—he's so instrumental to that team and how they play and their gym, their makeup and his like defensive, like him on, not on the floor defensively wise, or like a whole different team.
1: Well, then they don't have to make a lot of decisions with Clay. Obviously, they have Poole and Wiggins under under contract for the next however many years. I mean, if you got
0: Clay, Steph, Wiggins, Poole, Draymond, no one could afford that you're going to bring them all, right? That's... Well, no, you can't afford ball. Yeah, You got decisions to make. But I think if you're trying to win, you got to bring Draymond back. I'll leave it at that. I'm not even going to talk about any other player. I'm just going to say, if you were trying to win a championship, Draymond has to be a guy that you bring back.
1: Back to the Heat. My last question for you. If Spolster was on the open market right now, how much would you pay him?
0: If Monty's getting 78, then I would I would pay him over 100 or something like that.
1: Yeah, highest paid coach of all. He'd be the highest, he'd be the
0: highest paid coach of all time. Which I think is dope. By the way, that money got that contract. It really sets a new precedent for coaches and like their contracts, and it's just like the game. Well, it's evolving. just been
1: it's been nasty the way coaches have been just fired and hired. Yeah, and been, the way it's been going yeah, lately. It's, it's, like, been,
0: it's nice to see a guy get like a big deal, long term. Don't deal? you feel
1: like we grew up with guys that were you know the coaches that were like the staple of that team for a while, and they, they were there, and you don't get that anymore. You get so much turnover. No, you don't. Yeah. Um, it was nice
0: to see a coach get like a long term big contract, some something solid, because the. The past couple of years, you know, every coach of the year, every finals coach, like you see these guys get fired. You're like, what's going on? It's been a hot seat. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like the um, I like the moves made um, so far. We'll see what happens. And, and I'm excited that, you know, my little brother Spencer is also going to be on the coaching staff for the Pistons. A uh, new start for him. He's coming out of Philly. So he gets a whole new perspective. Um, you know, different experience, different coach, different ways. Uh, different players he gets to kind of expand his his coaching horizon so really happy for him shout out to spencer rivers
1: i think that's really cool too that he gets to go to a team where they're obviously rebu- rebuilding yeah. and the only uh, way is up and they're going to kind of grow together and he could yeah. be a part of that too because he's so young too yep. you know he's going to grow with them yeah so that's a great opportunity it is, it is, for it is a good opportunity for him. all right so around the league zion's been everywhere everyone's talking about the pelicans might be moving him for i've heard charlotte For the third pick and/or for the second pick to get Scoot, I've heard Houston. Did you see that? No, I didn't see Houston. Would you, if you're a team, would you, would you, would you consider bringing in Zion? The guy barely plays, but when he plays, he hoops. He's dominant. Dominant. When he plays, he's dominant. And you're gonna fill it. People people are gonna go to the games too.
0: I saw, you know, obviously he's been getting his name dragged around the mud over the past month. I don't understand why. I do understand why but it's like bro at the end of the day we're just talking about like a young guy man who just wants like some love and he's talking to he's talking to some girls he's still figuring out that i'm sure he, well how old is he uh
1: 23. whatever yeah.
0: he is man he's in his his young 20s right
1: yeah I would say it's kind of dying out now. Before a while, Zion's name was everywhere. No, it was, but days. like people are like, but oh, there's Zion level, needs Zion levels. Z- of it. drama too. There's the drama that's like actually important and can affect your career and the way people look at you. And there's just like this like Twitter, Instagram, like social media drama. I think it kind of falls under that category. Like this taste in women or two girls fighting. Like, trust me, if you want to, there's a lot of probably basketball players or athletes or even regular dudes that are doing way worse out there. Like way worse. Guy, yeah, this is crazy. Way that, worse. It's crazy that people are looking at him differently. No, they're like, yo, Zion, man. he needs."
0: I'm like, what'd Zion do? He's, he's talking yeah. to two girls? Yeah. The only reason it was a big deal is because Zion hasn't played a lot of games, and he's hurt, and then now they add this drama off the court. People are like, whoa. You know, Zion, you know, they got to get rid of, you know, they got to look at Zion moving. He's got a lot of drama
1: with it. Like, a lot of drama. Like, what are you, yeah, what are you talking about, bro? Guy talking it's, not, it's not like the John Moran situation. Like, they were lumping yeah, the yeah, two together. Yeah, they're, they're
0: they're like John, draft. John, Zaw. like, bro, like Zion, <laughs> Zion is he was talking to two different women. Been done by every NBA player in the existence of the NBA. Has that <laughs> happened at one point in an NBA player's career? Have they talked to two or three or four different women at the same time? I think it was overblown. I and mean, that's American media for you. Um, we do such a good job of building players up, but we do even a better job of crushing them down when something happens. It's more gratifying for people for whatever reason to see people who are really up to go through stuff. It's sad, but that's the world we live in. And people, it just felt like for me personally, people are attacking Zion for something so stupid and like minuscule. Like, bro, the guy is doing nothing wrong except talking to two different girls and he's not married to either of them. You don't owe nobody nothing. Right. Like that's the, wor- that's the worst you got from this guy? Because he's sleeping with a couple girls? Then I-, I don't think you got a problem on your hands. I-,
1: I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Right. So, back to my original question. If you're a team, would you bring him in? And let's, it's, it's all health concern, man. It's all health concern,
0: bro. It's all health concern. Everyone loves Zion's game. No one denies how dominant he is when he plays. His abilities, his strength, his size, it can't be matched. He's too strong for fours and he's too quick for fives. He's a matchup nightmare out there in the court, which is why his numbers reflect what they are. Efficiency, bro, he has like Jokic efficiency numbers. Guys like shooting 60, 70, 80%. Like it's nutty shit, bro. But the biggest skill you can have in the NBA is availability. It's the best skill you can have. You can be the greatest player of all time. If you're never on the court, who gives a fuck? And right now with Zion, that's the alarming question. This isn't a one-year thing. This isn't a two-year thing. This is every year this guy's been in the league. He's not playing a lot of games. Right. He's missing a lot of time. And a lot of it sometimes is weight issues. You know, him c- controlling his weight. And that is something. If there's anything to make fun of or pick at, it's not the, the women. It's his weight and how he's not been able to control it. Yeah. And how, whether you want to admit it or not, New Orleans, uh, I don't know who their nutritionist well, so, whoever, the, they have failed him.
1: Yeah, so the Hornets, obviously, are a team that are talking about bringing him in, is that's him going tight, kind of back home, right? Maybe like
0: Charlotte. Yeah, that'd be him going back home. Is that good or bad? What do you think? It'd be either or. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be either or. I, I listen. I'm not the craziest fan of like how Charlotte's organization, in terms of like their play, their youth have acted. I can't blame like Michael or the other guys up top. I don't. At the end of the day, every man's in charge of their own decision. But it seems like a lot of people go there and make poor decisions.
1: But they're obviously they're they're, they're trying to turn things around. Would you, if you were the Hornets, would you would you draft Scoot? Brandon Miller, or just trade the pick for a guy? I, I, I think it's. I think
0: it's. First off, I'm a fan of Scoot. I love his. Uh, I love his tenacity. His workouts. Seriously, looks. he like are a talking dog. about a guy who like is like, yeah, he has a lot of dog on him. I don't even know him, but it just looks like it. Uh, I don't understand the point of him and Lamelo together. so it's just. I would rather go Brandon Miller. Would you? He's more accommodating to 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 to
1: Lamelo. Is he a second? So pick you're all talent? in on Lamelo then, and you're gonna give him that you full have, extension. You have to be. Yeah.
0: It's hard to judge LaMelo. It's hard to judge Jalen Green because, like, these guys who are super talented, but have, like, they're, like, thrown in, like, these situations, man. Like, I don't know how much winning they're supposed to do in that roster. Right. I don't know about Charlotte's situation because they've actually had some talent there. Like, Jalen Green, the Rockets team, like, I don't know what more you guys thought Jalen Green was supposed to do. This would be the first year I think you can look at a guy like Jalen Green and start to judge him. He's going to have a, a top tier coach there. I would imagine this summer they're going to make some type of moves. I don't know what they're going to be. Looks like James Harden. I don't know how productive that would be for Jalen Green. Um, even Jalen Green said that on a podcast. He's like, I don't know how that would work, but you know, <laughs> whatever. I Charlotte, the mellows actually had some, you know, Terry Rozier is a good player. You know, PJ Washington's a solid forward can shoot. Uh, Mikael Bridges uh, was a talented player. Miles Bridges. I'm sorry. Miles Bridges was a really talented player. You know, they have the other Martin brother they have. Uh, you know, a lot of athletic wings. They had Ubre. They had these guys. They have, like, a bunch of talented guys. They just, they, don't, they haven't really been able to win. In fact, they've been able to do the exact opposite. They lose most of their games. Uh, I don't know if that's a cultural thing. I don't know if that's a coaching thing. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, but people are looking at LaMelo like, yeah, you know what I mean? But we do know from LaMelo's past, he has won. You know, he was a winner in high school. He's, you know, he was a solid player overseas, whatever it was. Like, he's always.
1: I mean, he was rookie of the year. And then he was an all-star in his second season. So he was on track. You know what I mean?
0: He's on track. You can have a year three, like, lapse. It happens. You know, I remember Donovan Mitchell had, like, a really dominant rookie year. And then a second year was, like, a weird year. And then he came back after this third, like, and, and like, started to progress again. Yeah. But, like, you know.
1: I mean, these are young, these are young players. These are very young about, guys. Yeah.
0: They got a lot going on. A lot of money's thrown his way. They're in a culture of losing because mm-hmm. their, their team has history, historically lost a lot. They don't have the necessary pieces. And I mean that from an aspect of not only on the court, but off the court. And, you know, you're asking this guy to go, like, you know, win some games. It's, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. Right. Um, I do see a surge right now in the NBA, which is good for me. I, I got to be honest with you, uh, with young teams paying veteran players to come help. It was like either or over the past four or five years. You look
1: at Udonis Haslam situation. No, like how beneficial it
0: is to have a vet on your team who like knows the game, has played the game for a while, been in every situation possible. It's a valuable thing for young talent. Problem is there's been like this dynamic over the past however many years where like, oh, we can't have these guys because we have to develop our young guys it's really hard to fucking develop your young guys when they don't have like peers around them that can help them they don't want to learn everything from a coach they damn sure don't want to learn anything from the front office right there's they, they you need vet players that can come in and help your 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 your, your investment your youth, your for sure
1: I mean, Igudala for the Warriors. All of them. Any team Haslam. Any winning team. The Timberwolves last year brought in Mike Conley, also just like a consummate pro. Like they, there's so many.
0: Any every team. team needs it. And uh, my
1: Orlando Magic, that I'm, you know I love. They 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 don't have that right now. You know, Terrence Ross was maybe the oldest player on the team. They traded him last year.
0: Yeah. No, but they do need that. Yeah, you got to bring but in a they, vet. You need a vet. And Show these guys how the best, to win. Best case scenario is you bring a vet that can
1: also be a vet and play. You want a guy that can do a little bit of both. So like Aaron Gor- Eric Gordon on the Rockets last year, but it just that, that wasn't yeah, well he, he wanted that, it out. It was, he
0: wanted out and he's trying yeah. to win. So that, that situation didn't really work. But like, yes, you, you want a guy that can like, you can throw out there 15, 20 minutes a game. I'm not saying you got to play the vet 30 something minutes a game. You're still trying to develop the youth, right? And the yeah. only way you do that, your young talent is you throw them in at the end of the games. You lose games, you know, they make yeah. mistakes. But like after the game, you're sitting next to a, a vet in the locker and the vet's talking to him. Hey, what'd you see out there? All right, so next time this is, you know, hey, when you're out there, look for this. Like that, that's, that's what you need, bro. Because when a coach tells you, it like becomes white noise after a while if a coach is the only person you're learning from. Mm-hmm. You need vet players. And it's even better when the vet can actually get out there. That's why the Cleveland Cavaliers brought in Kevin Love at one point. They had Ricky Rubio at one point. And these guys weren't just sitting on the bench. Ricky Rubio is out there playing 20 games and 20 minutes a night. You know what I mean? Like, because he can actually help garland in certain ways garland sees things that he does i guarantee you ricky rubio had his arm around garland telling him stuff knowing that hey garland you're gonna finish the game it's not my role but i'm here to help you play i'm gonna help you win some games
1: it, it takes a guy that's already accomplished a lot in his career that's selfless yeah. that is ready to come and it's not about him no it's not about it's him about the team and developing other people you know hard yeah you know how hard it is for to find that though it is hard people are still kind of i see that but i There's been a change, I think, in that. And I'll speak for myself.
0: I was a guy who was like always trying to do stuff. You know, I want to do this. I want to do this in my career. And then I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I need to stop like focusing on like what I'm trying to do and like see what teams need and like, can I do that well? And like my whole mindset's had to change. Last year, there were games I played 30 something minutes. There was games I played zero minutes. You know what I mean? And I had to go into each night ready to play. And the playoffs, I, I didn't play the whole first quarter, second quarter. This guy threw me in the third quarter and I was productive. People on the outside have no idea how hard it is to sit for an hour and a half not knowing you're going to play and your name gets called and not only do you have to go play, you got to go help the team in a playoff game. But that me being ready, going in there ready to play sends a message to every player on the bench that it's not about you and that you don't know if you're playing zero minutes or 40 minutes. You have to be ready to play to help your team. You got to be locked in. You got to go into each night thinking you're going to play and prepared you're going to play even though you might not. And that's like something that like you have to do. If you want to play 12, 13, 15 years. You want to be Jeff Green? You want to be Kyle Lowry? That's how Thaddeus you're to do young. it. Yeah, you want to be Thaddeus Young? That's what you have to do, man. You have to be selfless and you have to be all in. You're not going to be LeBron James. There's only one of those. You're not going to be a, a Chris Paul where you're making 30, 40 million at age 30. Those guys are like fucking 00.001 percenters, man. Those are like the Hall of Fame guys. Everyone else in the league, where we get in, and by the way, Kyle Lowry probably would be a Hall of Fame, but still, from a talent standpoint, he's not Chris Paul or LeBron James are in the realm of that. Everyone else has to get in where they fit in, man. Yeah. Kevin Love would have games where he did not play. That's Kevin Love we're talking about. A
1: champion, an all-star, no, no problem. Right. Well, look at the two teams in the finals. Yeah, with their, their leaders were the most selfless. The most, Jimmy the most Butler selfless, and Jokic. The most, yeah, the most
0: selfless teams made the finals this year. And even in the past, the Warriors, bro, there's a... Like, Better shot always won on that team. Whoever was open, that ball was flying to. With exception of like Steph or Clay, if they had a decent shot, they're supposed to let it fly. But if anybody else had a decent shot and they saw someone else more wide open, that ball was swinging, man. And if you didn't, you had Draymond or Iggy or Barbosa or this guy like in your face telling you to pass the ball. It's it's a cultural thing. It's a winning thing. I think Charlotte needs it. I think Houston needs it. Orlando needs it. A lot of these young, talented teams who have talent you're seeing, I think, a premium, hopefully, continued premium on players that could still play and be a vet and still understand the situation, that they're not going there to take the last shot. It's just tough
1: though, because these teams that we're mentioning have a lot of guys, a lot of young players on their rookie deal, and everyone's trying to get to that second deal. It, and there's a bunch of guys that you're teammates with them, but they're also your competition. No, to get that second of, yeah, deal. That, that's that's the And data. A lot of teams have that. OKC has a lot of guys. Orlando has a lot of guys where they're trying to get to that second deal, and they look around, they know. We're all not gonna get that second beer.
0: No, no, so it's either me or you.
1: And but we're also supposed to be teammates. And that creates the culture of it's about not how you're gonna play selfless basketball. Man. Yeah, no, you,
0: you can't. And that's why they lose games every time. Yeah, that's that's what happens. You right. have a bunch of guys really out here, man. I'm trying to get paid. You hear it on the bad. I've been on a bad team. Yeah. The the thing in the locker room is not, yo, who we got tomorrow. I was like, man, I'm trying, I'm trying to get paid this summer, man. I'm trying to get that. Those are the conversations that are being had on losing teams all the time. Yeah. Where on winning teams, they're like, yo, we they already have their roles set out. They have they they know who's doing what. So now the only goal is winning. And then through that, everyone gets paid. Right? You know, if, if everyone in Denver right now is a free agent, every single one of those guys get paid. Yeah. The Bruce Brown's going to get paid. Yeah. Is he up for a free agent? Yeah. So he'll get paid. If Braun, which I know he's not, he's only a rookie, if he was up, he'd get paid. I think it's pronounced Braun, man. We still haven't figured that out. Brown, Braun. We get it. Uh, uh, Jeff Green, you know, yeah. he's on a one. He, 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 he'll get like another like two years, 12, two years, 18. He'll probably get more this year you know he's part of a winning team. Like that that shit matters, man. And uh I I'm I not only am I hopeful, I I do think there is a wave of that coming back in the league where like there's a good to have a mix. I'm not saying you have to have four or five vets because, you know, at that point it gets counterproductive. You you got to play the young guys, you got to finish with them, you got to develop them, but like having two to three on a team, yeah, you know, can be really beneficial, I think.
1: All right, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong, but it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Michelob Ultra is consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, consistently light. It's the perfect beer for watching what unfolds during the upcoming NBA draft as teams try to build and prepare for the future. Austin, what was the draft like for you? Do you remember that night? Was it the best night of your life?
0: Oh, man, it was definitely an emotional night. I don't know about the best night of my life, but um, I felt in the moment, you know, when you've had a dream your whole entire life that you've worked at and, like, put yourself in a position to, you know, do what you want to do, to get called and have your family there, your parents there. You know, everyone's emotional. You know, my dad was emotional. It was one of the few times I think I see my mom and my dad cry at the same time. Um, But, like, happy tears, you know, there's nothing better than happy tears. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited. You know, that's the best part of the draft is seeing these young men, like, walk up on stage and, like, shake the commissioner's hand and like realize their 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 life's about to change
1: they pictured it, and I'm sure you did a million, a million times. times. Over and, over, and, yeah. and when
0: it happens, you just do it. You know what I mean? You're up there, like you're walking to the stage, and you're like in front of everybody. It's a it's a really cool moment. My favorite thing is not the guys in the green room, the lottery picks. They know they're gonna get their name called. My favorite is when the people are at home, the players are at home, and they're having like a little draft party, and they don't know if they're getting drafted or not. They get all their family and friends on the couch, and everyone's sitting there, like hoping their name gets called. And then, like, you see, like, that, those are the best ones. Right. Um, so it's, it's always uh, refreshing to, to see like young guys have their dreams called, man. Yeah. For sure.
1: And the draft, I always tell you, is my favorite night of the year. Yeah, you love it. It is. that make me a basketball nerd? It's it, the best night of the year. It, I love it. I, best I dedicate night of a whole year. It's no, so insane. I make it's no just, plans. You sit down, and it's just a bunch of basketball just thrown your way for like three or four hours. So this Thursday, I think you and me, let's set a date. Get on that couch, a couple of Michelob Ultra's, and really just dive into this. I'm excited. I want to see what the Hornets do with their pick. Yeah, I mean the draft is
0: always amongst the you know the obvious of seeing these guys' dreams come true. I think the other interesting you know, aspect of this is seeing what trades are going to be made. You know, some
1: happened out of nowhere. Remember, Drew Holiday went for Nerlens Noel on draft night, from yeah. the Sixers to the Pelicans. That's that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Stunt. I'm excited for. something. No, I remember right that. that. I remember right. it stunted my growth. I, trust me, I remember it better than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going into my second year into the NBA, and they brought Tyree Evans and Drew Holiday in. It was it was an amazing decision by uh, Dell Demps and uh, Monty Williams. Uh, that the the draft is one of those things that you watch, and you know you have to take a seat back and really prepare for anything to be possible. I mean, if you're on a, especially on a losing team, you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, which I was at the time, you know, which is, listen, as many good teams there are, there's, there's bad teams. And a draft night is a big night for them. For sure. You know I mean? You always see, like, the Warriors, are like, those
1: teams. Like, draft night, you don't even hear about them. You don't even know what happened. Well, think about what the Warriors did in 2009. They drafted Steph with the seventh pick, just completely changed their franchise in every which way for the next, you know, over a decade. So draft night is where dynasties could be built. No, 100%. Also Dr. Clay, Draymond.
0: You never know the possibility of a player. Who 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 this year is no one's talking about who's going to absolutely crush it. You never know. Yeah. You don't know. You
1: don't know. Kawhi Leonard was the 15th pick. You
0: don't know. Draymond Green, was second round. You, yeah. you don't know. Listen, last night, or, or past couple nights, we've been everyone's been talking about Nikola. He's drafted as a Taco Bell commercial. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, you don't know. And that mystique and mystery, I think, turns on, especially a lot of real basketball fans like yourself, to where you watch the draft in such awe because you're seeing these guys get excited, their names called, the family's excited. You're also seeing trades, you're seeing pick swaps, you're seeing this guy go here, this guy go here, especially right now in the NBA and how coaches are being moved around. I would expect this draft to be a lot of movement with players. It just seems like the NBA is getting more and more like, you go here, you go here, you will swap. You know, It's just becoming like a wild, wild west, in my opinion, yeah. um, or anybody's opinion. And uh, Yeah, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. Uh, there's a lot of teams with a lot of picks. You know, OKC, a couple other teams. You know, what's Boston do? What's this team do? What you know? We've already heard the rumors of Zion and what they might do with you know to get Scoot. I mean, this is going to be a, a a really interesting draft, and you know, it's a little top heavy. You know, there's a lot of talent at the top, and then there's kind of a little bit of the unknown towards the back, which uh, which is also interesting for people to see because there's always a surprise or two. So uh, excited for it, man. It's, it's going to be fun.
1: All right. See you next Thursday. It's a date. Let's do it. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, bud. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Head to Michelob It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Must be 21 years of age. Enjoy responsibly. All right. Let's get into rapid fire really quick. My first rapid fire question for you. Out of the three guys being talked about, possibly being on the move this summer, Dame, Kyrie and Bradley Beal. Can you rank those for me? If you're a team, who would you want to bring in?
0: Dame Brad Kyrie. And that has nothing to do with talent. That has to do with other stuff outside for Kyrie because I think Kyrie's the best player of the three. Gotcha.
1: Do you think Bones Highland is going to accept close, the though. championship ring because he played this year for the Nuggets? Do you think if he'd you have to it? play a certain
0: amount of games though to get the ring.
1: I thought if he just played. No. So he's not going to get one?
0: I think you have to play more games with the other team than uh, he might have actually too. I don't know. I think he did. I wouldn't. I would imagine he's not going to. If I didn't win with the team, I don't want a ring. Okay. Well, if he gets one, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> if he's getting it, I want it. So I'll, I'll take one. If they're passing him around, I'll, I'll throw it. My kids aren't even going to remember 30 years from now. I'll tell them I, like, I was the sixth man on the team.
1: All right. So your dad recently did the podcast with Bill. Callie has a podcast with The Ringer. You have a podcast. Who Can you rank the three rivers who the best pot- potter is? Am I saying that right? Potter? Sound like Harry Potter.
0: Yeah, I was nuts.
1: Who's the, who's the best? You, by the way, your dad crushed it. He killed it on Bill's pod. Well,
0: it's different as a guest versus having your own. So no, absolutely. I don't know if my dad's in contention. Uh, my sister has more episodes with me and has been in the ringer longer. So I put her and first. And she's a natural. I put her first. I'll take second.
1: So you're putting Doc last?
0: Doc has to go last.
1: That's great. Did you, did you listen to the episode with Bill? I did. I did. He's really good at analyzing. He was, he, no,
0: that's what he does. He did TV before basketball, man. I think people forget that because he's been coaching for so long. If he doesn't coach this year, I'm actually excited for my dad to have a little time off just for like mental and physical health. And I think it'd be fun to see his TV talent on TV again. Right. People forget that he was one of the guys on TNT before like the Kenny and all that stuff. With like, a
1: completely different voice. Yeah, that we yeah, talked about. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, yeah, that's what coaching does to you. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, it'd be nice to see his talent in that way. Out there in the TV world again, really getting to put his opinion out there for once instead of people putting opinions on him all the time. Um, so yeah, that's the order I'd put it in.
1: Nice, and it's cool that your dad's going to take the year off. And yeah,
0: so. for now we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, never who know. Who knows that guy? Yeah, uh, Quinn Snyder
1: picked up a job halfway through last year. Yeah, I wouldn't Hawks be
0: surprised stuff. if he walks in somewhere. And I, I know he loves coaching, but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 fun to see him in a different light.
1: All right, my next question, my last question for you: What? Who are your Way too early finals picks for next year.
0: It's such a ridiculous question. I don't even know how to
1: answer it. It's so ridiculous. That I, don't, I don't even know who's going to have what. Where's, have to going? Where's Brad going? Where's I just want you to give me the guess. Uh, it's all baked into the prediction.
0: I think the Detroit Pistons versus the... Uh, like the Detroit Pistons? Yeah, the Detroit Pistons versus... I don't even know, man. Could, could, could the Rockets. Little... That's gonna be the finals prediction.
1: Well, that might be the that might be the game to see who gets relegated to the G League. That is not gonna be the finals. Are you out of your mind? Are we... it's, never mind. What a bad! I, I didn't know, know that question. question was gonna be in the worst out. It dude. is a bad
0: question. I don't even want to answer it. All
1: right. Well, it's not gonna. be Who's the Who's gonna be the in the Rockets? finals next year? What
0: kind of fucking ridiculous it's question a guess. is that? You could have just said Nuggets. I don't want to say them. I don't want them to win again. You're so anti Nuggets. No, no, no. I am Nuggets, but I have to be a part of it. My favorite Snacks Nuggets. I love Nuggets all the way around. I like Nuggets basketball. I like Nuggets off the court. I like everything about a Nugget. All right, last
1: question. Where are the best chicken Nuggets? Chick-fil-A. What's wrong with you? I
0: don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to take it off the fact that you hate the Nuggets. I just said I love the Nuggets. This is what you do. You have a talent for this, too. And then you do that smile after. What's my talent? (laughs) You love to throw a little gasoline on a little fire. Like, there'll be like a little bit of a fire and you just love to blow it. And then you'll just sit back with a little pyro face that you had, a little smile you have. <laughs> you only do that when someone else is going through it and you're just on the sideline just like watching.
1: Isn't that why you asked me to do the pod with you? No, so like, yeah, you, you stir up the pot. That's what you, you, you can, do. You, you just stir just up a pot.
0: I I, I, I mean, me lo- hating the Nuggets is insane. I've only given them flowers. I love, I love yogic. I love MPJ. I love Coach Malone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Austin, I understand you have some pet peeves for this week. It's been a while. What has pissed you off recently? What's really gotten under your skin? You want to know
0: what's bothering me lately? <laughs> I would love to. I hate when people drive the same make of a cop car, but they're not a cop. Can you, like wait, the what Ford you Explorer. I don't even know what model it no, is.
1: So you're saying like the cars that are the same cars that cops use? The same cars that, that cops
0: other- use, but they're not a cop. And they're like pulling right behind you, and you're like driving. You're like, now, mean, you're like nervous. And you're like hands on the wheel. Now and you're like, who is that? And then the guy walks by you, or a lady drives right by you, and she's got like seven stickers on the back of like the stick figures of her whole family. And you're like, that was a that was a woman in there carrying three kids. It drives me fucking crazy. Of <laughs> who's all the cars who's that you, fault in
1: this in this pet peeve? Like, what could we do different?
0: Not What's buy that car.
1: No one should buy any car that. No, is- no. The, the cops' cars, the, the cops that. The, the cops. Whatever
0: model they choose, the police department.
1: Maybe they be their sh- own model. They
0: shouldn't be a, a certain model for the police. Yeah, it, it's really annoying driving around, and I see them all the time. The damn Ford Explorers—they drive all over, you know, Winter Park, Orlando, anywhere. Right? And You're how like, long the
1: sale Ford? Is, is, that, is, that, is that a
0: cop? Is that a cop? Because everyone gets nervous around cops. I get nervous around cops, and you know that it, I don't like it. It drives me crazy. And then you like drive by to some schmuck behind the wheel, just like on his way to work. It drives me crazy. I don't like it. It pisses me off and gets me in a bad mood.
1: Okay. So you're suggesting no one buys any Ford Explorers. I think we should outlaw Ford Explorers. So less Ford Explorers, more Michelob Ultras, if we're going to. You're plugging, you're plugging Michelob right now. Oh, I'm I'm doing the opposite to Ford Explorers. We're not
0: sponsored by Ford. And it it really, all bullshit aside, all jokes aside, it really does bother me that people drive the same. Of all the cars that you could choose, you're going to choose the same model that cops use. What's your game
1: plan? What's your, what's your agenda here? What's your motive? What's the motive? All right, something's been on my mind lately. And I really wanted to run it by you. What you got? You saw Liv. I guess it was a success. They ended up merging with uh, the PGA Tour. Oh, my goodness. Those yeah. guys got a lot of money. The guys that yeah. went there, they're the world winners of this. Yeah. Um, you see soccer players going to Saudi Arabia, getting a bag. Um, kind of leave, Leaving their main leagues. Yeah. Leaving nice. legacy behind yeah. for the paper. Do you ever see anything like that happening for the NBA?
0: Absolutely. It it just has to happen. And I'm not saying I'm for it or I'm against it. Yeah. But if you look at what's happening right now in sports, specifically soccer and golf, you're having a bunch of their top tier talent leave to go to the Middle East, and they make an absurd amount of money to play in these leagues, which obviously aren't even in comparison to their, you know, whether PGA or, you know, I don't even know what league Cristiano Ronaldo played in last year. What was it? The,
1: he was in the premier league EPL.
0: Yeah. So like, you know, they're leaving top tier to go to whatever, but the money's there, the opportunity's there.
1: Well, a lot of those guys, like uh, like Ronaldo or Benzema, their their careers are the craziest resume. Accomplished. But that even
0: points to the to the fact even more. It's even more crazy they're leaving. You know what I mean? It's like yo, you're like you are the game, you are soccer, and you guys are like leaving the league to go like over here. Yeah, you know what I mean? Obviously, it was way more controversial with golf. Phil Mickelson, some of these other guys, you know. Well, who, who was some of the other guys that left? Um, Dustin R- Johnson. Dustin Johnson, who was the highest-earning highest, earning, highest earning golfer last year because of so. Yeah. You know what I mean? These guys went and got a bag. And then PGA did what I think no one expected them to do. And they merged back with them, essentially allowing these guys to leave their league, go make an obscene amount of money, leave, and then like come back. We'll let you back. Michael Scott Paper Company. Michael Scott Paper Company. That, that's what happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, they rewarded the guys who left. Do I think that would happen with the NBA? Or do I think the NBA would merge with someone? No, I don't think they would. But do I think players are going to get offered obscene amount of money to go over there and play? Yeah, I do. When you look at markets of, of, of athletes, golf is not even in the realm of, of NBA players. We're, we're worldwide. We're global. Not to say that golf isn't, because they are. But our market in Asia alone is second to none. Our market in Europe is only second to soccer.
1: But we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that the money that comes from these places, uh, morally, it, it would it would exactly. I'm not gonna say it's moral or immoral.
0: We you know there's but there's a certain taste in people's mouths about people taking that type of money. Uh, there's also the beliefs and in, in certain things and how they. live. I mean, like like like, like Christian Chris, Ronaldo's playing over there, and he like he's not even supposed to be able to see his wife. You know, like the way they treat, like live you know, with his
1: wife, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're, he's not even supposed to be allowed to live with her, right? Yeah. You know, and they're like bending Where rules. they treat women and yeah, right, the place of the money a, coming there's from. There's a, a lot there. There's a lot there. Yeah. There's a lot there. But you got guaranteed life-altering money being thrown at people. Sometimes it, it, as a man, you do what's best for your...
1: It's a decision that, yeah, some guy's going to have to make. Bro, two... Uh, the money or Benz, Benzema, what's right Benzema, and wrong. Benzema, two years, uh, three years, $600 million, bro.
0: Like I said, man, going back to the topic. The market of NBA players and how global we are, do, you would be naive to think that if you don't think this is already like discussions aren't already happening or aren't gonna happen of top tier NBA players getting poached from the NBA to go make obscene money somewhere else for a year or two and then they could just come back. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I see it happening. I'm not saying it's morally right or right. I'm not on any side. You're not gonna put me on either or. But if the money's there and the opportunity's there, you know.
1: Well, I'm not on the fence about it. The way that they, they make money and they're the money's coming from a place where I don't agree with the way they conduct business. So you don't like it, I, but I, I understand that offering $600 million, but
0: that's the point of this. They're putting unrealistic money on the table, like three or 600 million is laughable, bro. He's not even, he's not even going to, you know I mean? Like what, what what's he going to give you in that?
1: It wasn't his. wasn't his annual salary as much as a NFL team's cap salary. Cap. Yes. This new, his new contract.
0: Yeah. Like, do you think Dustin Johnson, you think Phil Mickelson wanted to leave the PGA to go golf and live? No, they had no Well, way. I'm sure
1: they don't regret their decision now.
0: No, no, mm-hmm. they, now they don't. But I'm saying, even the initial decision to go.
1: Yeah. I guarantee I went you, to one of the live golf tournaments. How was that? It was weird. Yeah. It felt like Coachella mixed with golf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Music pumping through everywhere. People playing like Cornell and all this. I don't know what yeah, was, it was going insane. on. Like, it was weird. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole different type of it.
0: And here's my thing it's, 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 uh, like I said, it's not something I think players were seeking. But when the money is thrown at you in such a large amount to where, like, as a, as a family, as a man, woman, whatever the case may be, when you have to make a decision like that, like, bro. What players, are there any that come to your mind that I'm would take that? I'm not throwing that out there. I'm not throwing that out there, but yes, I do. I got a whole list of names of guys that I, <laughs> that I know would take that bag. Yeah. I got a whole list of names that I've, guys that I've played with that they love winning, but that money is very important for them. Yeah. And if someone offered them 100 million a year, or anything in the realm of that, those guys would be in the first class Emirates ticket right on on, on their way over there. That's the sad reality of it, okay? So do I think it's gonna happen? Yes. And do I think it's gonna happen with big time players? Yes. And do I think it's gonna happen in the near future? Yes. I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm just saying it's gonna happen. I'm saying these conversations are already happening. Right. Take it for what you want.
1: All right, I just also, this is for me, I wanted to say happy Father's Day.
0: Thank you. Man. I've known you for a really cheers long, to
1: that. Cheers to that. I've known you for a really long time, and to see you kind of grow up and mature and become a father to two unbelievable kids, beautiful little boys, uh, I'm really proud of you. And appreciate you, bro. For sure, man. Happy Thank Father's you, Day. Son. This was for you, and obviously all the other fathers out there.
0: Yeah, man. Shout out to all the good fathers out there, all the present fathers. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited for it. My ideal day as a father: just hang around my boys, go to a pool or something like that, let them run around. You know, maybe have a beer just relax that's kind of my ideal day so there's actually a car show here um on father's day that's a big cars and coffee show so i might do something with that take the kids like the car show bring my cars out something like that that's That'd awesome so well have a good day
1: awesome man all right can't wait
0: thank you man good to see you bro as always